This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J. A. Carter. Paradise Lost by John Milton. Book Ten. Part Two. He looked, and saw the face of things quite changed. The brazen throat of war had ceased to roar, and now was turned to jollity and game, to luxury and riot, feast and dance, marrying or prostituting, as befell, rape or adultery, where passing fair allured them. Thence from cups to civil broils, at length a reverend sire among them came, and of their doings great dislike declared, and testified against their ways. He oft frequented their assemblies, where so met triumphs or festivals, and to them preached conversion and repentance, as to souls in prison under judgments imminent. But all in vain, which when he saw, he ceased contending, and removed his tents far off. Then from the mountain, hewing timber tall, began to build a vessel of huge bulk, measured by cubit, length and breadth and height, smeared round with pitch, and in the side a door contrived, and of provisions laid in large for man and beast. When, lo, a wonder strange! Of every beast and bird and insect small came sevens and pairs, and entered in as taught their order. Last the sire and his three sons with their four wives, and God made fast the door. Meanwhile the south wind rose, and with black wings wide hovering, all the clouds together drove from under heaven. The hills to their supply vapor, and exhalation dusk and moist set up amain, and now the thickened sky like a dark ceiling stood, down rushed the rain impetuous, and continued till the earth no more was seen. The floating vessel swum uplifted, and secure with beaked prow, rode tilting o'er the waves, all dwellings else flood overwhelmed, and them with all their pomp deep under water rolled. Sea covered sea, sea without shore, and in their palaces, where luxury late reigned, sea monsters whelped and stabled. Of mankind so numerous late, all left in one small bottom, swum embarked. How didst thou grieve then, Adam, to behold the end of thy offspring, and so sad, depopulation. Thee another flood, of tears and sorrow, a flood thee also drowned, and sunk thee as thy sons, till gently reared by the angel on thy feet, thou stoodst at last, though comfortless, as when a father mourns his children, all in view destroyed at once, and scarce to the angel utterst thus thy plaint. O oh, visions ill foreseen! Better had I lived ignorant of future, so had borne my part of evil only, each day's lot enough to bear. Those now that were dispensed the burden of many ages on me light at once, by my foreknowledge gaining birth abortive, to torment me ere their being with thought that they must be. Let no man seek henceforth to be foretold what shall befall him or his children, evil he may be sure, which neither his foreknowing can prevent, 
and he the future evil shall no less in apprehension than in substance feel grievous to bear but that care now is past man is not whom to warn those few escaped famine and anguish will at last consume wandering and watery desert i had hope when violence was ceased and war on earth all would have gone well then peace would have crowned with length of happy days the race of man but i was far deceived for now i see peace to corrupt no less than war to waste how comes it thus unfold celestial guide and whether here the race of man will end to whom thus michael those whom thou last sawest in triumph and luxurious wealth are they first seen in acts of prowess eminent and great exploits but of true virtue void who having spilt much blood and done much waste subduing nations and achieved thereby fame in the world high titles and rich prey shall change their course to pleasure ease and sloth surfeit and lust till wantonness and pride raise out of friendship hostile deeds in peace the conquered also and enslaved by war shall with their freedom lost all virtue lose and fear of god from whom the piety feigned in sharp contest of battle found no aid against invaders therefore cooled in zeal thenceforth shall practice how to live secure worldly or dissolute on what the lord shall leave them to enjoy for the earth shall bear more than enough that temperance may be tried so all shall turn degenerate all depraved justice and temperance truth and faith forgot one man except the only son of light in a dark age against example good against allurement custom and a world offended fearless of reproach and scorn or violence he of their wicked ways shall them admonish and before them set the paths of righteousness how much more safe and full of peace denouncing wrath to come on their impenitence and shall return of them derided but of god observed the one just man alive by his command shall build a wondrous ark as thou beheldest to save himself and household from amidst a world devote to universal rack no sooner he with them of man and beast select for life shall in the ark be lodged and sheltered round but all the cataracts of heaven set open on the earth shall pour rain day and night all fountains of the deep broke up shall heave the ocean to usurp beyond all bounds till inundation rise above the highest hills then shall this mount of paradise by might of waves be moved out of its place pushed by the horned flood with all his verdure spoiled and trees adrift down the great river to the opening gulf and there take root an island salt and bear the haunt of seals and orcs and sea-mews clang to teach thee that god attributes to place no sanctity if none be thither brought by men who there frequent or therein dwell and now what further shall ensue behold he looked and saw the ark hull on the flood which now abated for the clouds were fled driven by a keen north wind that blowing dry wrinkled the face of deluge as decayed and the clear sun on his wide watery glass glazed hot 
and of the fresh wave largely drew as after thirst which made their flowing shrink from standing lake to tripping ebb that stole with soft foot toward the deep who now had stopped his sluices as the heaven his window shut the ark no more now floats but seems to ground fast on the top of some high mountain fixed and now the tops of hills as rocks appear with clamor thence the rapid currents drive toward the retreating sea their furious tide forthwith from out the ark a raven flies after him the surer messenger a dove sent forth once and again to spy green tree or ground whereon his foot may light the second time returning in his bill an olive leaf he brings pacific sign anon dry ground appears and from his ark the ancient sire descends with all his train then with uplifted hands and eyes devout grateful to heaven over his head beholds a dewy cloud and in the cloud a bow conspicuous with three lifted colors gay betokening peace from god and covenant new whereat the heart of adam erst so sad greatly rejoiced and thus his joy broke forth o thou that future things canst represent as present heavenly instructor i revive at this last sight assured that man shall live with all the creatures and their seed preserve far less i now lament for one whole world of wicked sons destroyed than i rejoice for one man found so perfect and so just that god vouchsafes to raise another world from him and all his anger to forget but say what mean these colored streaks in heaven distended as the brow of god appeased or serve they as a flurry verge of bind the florid skirts of that same watery cloud least it again dissolve and shower the earth to whom the archangel dexterously thou aimest so willingly doth god remit his ire though late repenting him of man depraved grieved at his heart when looking down he saw the whole earth filled with violence and all flesh corrupting each their way yet those removed such grace shall one just man find in his sight that he relents not to blot out mankind and makes a covenant never to destroy the earth again by flood nor let the sea surpass his bounds nor rain to drown the world with man therein or beast but when he brings over the earth a cloud will therein set his triple-colored bow wherein to look and call to mind his covenant day and night seed-time and harvest heat and hoary frost shall hold their course till fire purge all things new both heaven and earth wherein the just shall dwell thus thou hast seen one world begin and end and man as from a second stock proceed much thou hast yet to see but i perceive thy mortal sight to fail objects divine must needs impair and weary human sense henceforth what is to come i will relate thou therefore give due audience and attend this second sours of man while yet but few and while the dread of judgment past remains fresh in their minds fearing the deity with some regard to what is just and right shall lead their lives and multiply apace laboring the soil and reaping plenteous crop corn wine and oil and from the herd or flock oft sacrificing bullock lamb or kid with large wine offerings poured and sacred feast 
shall spend their days in joy unblamed and dwell long time in peace by families and tribes under paternal rule till one shall rise of proud ambitious heart who not content with fair equality fraternal state will arrogate dominion undeserved over his brethren and quite dispossesses concord and law of nature from the earth hunting and men not beasts shall be his game with war and hostile snares such as refuse subjection to his empire tyrannous a mighty hunter thence he shall be styled before the lord as in despite of heaven or from heaven claiming second sovereignty and from rebellion shall derive his name though of rebellion others he accuse he with a crew whom like ambition joins with him or under him to tyrannize marching from eden toward the west shall find the plain wherein a black bitumous gurge boils out from underground the mouth of hell of brick and of that stuff they cast to build a city and tower whose top may reach the heaven and get themselves a name least far dispersed in foreign lands their memory be lost regardless whether good or evil fame but god who oft descends to visit men unseen and through their habitations walks to mark their doings them beholding soon comes down to see their city ere the tower obstruct heaven towers and in derision sets upon their tongues a various spirit to raise quite out their native language and instead to sow a jangling noise of words unknown forthwith a hideous gable arises loud among the builders each to other calls not understood till hoarse and all in rage as mocked they storm great laughter was in heaven and looking down to see the hubbub strange and hear the din thus was the building left ridiculous and the work confusion named whereto thus adam fatherly displeased o exorable son so to aspire above his brethren to himself affirming authority usurped from god not given he gave us only over beast fish fowl dominion absolute that right we hold by his donation but man over men he made not lord such title to himself reserving human left from human free but this usurper his encroachment proud stays not on man to god his tower intends siege and defiance wretched man what food will he convey up thither to sustain himself and his rash army where then thin air above the clouds will pine his entrails gross and famish him of breath if not of bread to whom thus michael justly thou abhorrest that son who on the quiet state of men such trouble brought affecting to subdue rational liberty yet know withal since thy original lapse true liberty is lost which always with right reason dwells twined and from her hath no individual being reason in man obscured or not obeyed immediately inordinate desires and upstart passions catch the government from reason and to servitude reduce man till then free therefore since he permits within himself unworthy powers to reign over free reason god in judgment just subjects him from without to violent lords who oft as undeservedly enthrall his outward freedom. Tyranny must be, though to the tyrant thereby no excuse. 
Yet sometimes nations will decline so low from virtue, which is reason, that no wrong but justice and some fatal curse annexed deprives them of their outward liberty, their inward lost. Witness the irreverent son of him who built the ark, who for the shame done to his father heard this heavenly curse, servant of servants, on his viteous race. Thus will this latter, as the former world, still tend from bad to worse, till God, at last wearied by their iniquities, withdraw his presence from among them, and avert his holy eyes, resolving from thenceforth to leave them to their own polluted ways, and one peculiar nation to select from the rest, of whom to be invoked a nation from one faithful man to spring. Him on this side Euphrates yet residing, bred up in idol-worship, O oh, that men, canst thou believe, should be so stupid grown, while yet the patriarch lived who scaped the flood, as to forsake the living God, and fall to worship their own work in wood and stone for gods. Yet him God the Most High vouchsafes to call by vision from his father's house, his kindred and false gods, into a land which he shall show him, and from him will raise a mighty nation, and upon him shower his benediction, so that in his seed all nations shall be blessed. He straight obeys, not knowing to what land, yet firm believes. I see him, but thou canst not, with what faith he leaves his gods, his friends, and native soil, Ur of Chaldea, passing now the ford to Haran, after him a cumbrous train of herds and flocks and numerous servitude, not wandering poor, but trusting all his wealth with God, who called him, in a land unknown, Canaan he now attains. I see his tents pitched about Shechem, and the neighboring plain of Moreb. There, by promise, he receives gift to his progeny of all that land. From Hamath, northward to the desert south, things by their names I call, though yet unnamed. From Hermon east to the great western sea, Mount Hermon, yonder sea, each place behold in prospect as I point them. On the shore, Mount Carmel, here the double fountain stream Jordan, true limit eastward. But his sons shall dwell to Sinir, that long ridge of hills. This ponder, that all nations of the earth shall in his seed be blessed. By that seed is meant thy great deliverer, who shall bruise the serpent's head whereof to thee anon plainer shall be revealed. This patriarch blessed, whom faithful Abraham due time shall call, a son, and of his son a grandchild leaves, like him in faith, in wisdom, and renown. The grandchild, with twelve sons increased, departs from Canaan to a land hereafter called Egypt, divided by the river Nile. See where it flows, disgorging at seven mouths into the sea, to sojourn in that land he comes, invited by a younger son, in time of dearth, a son whose worthy deeds raise him to be the second in that realm of Pharaoh. There he dies, and leaves his race growing into a nation, and now grown, suspected to a sequent king, who seeks to stop their overgrowth, as inmate guests too numerous whence of guests he makes them slaves inhospitably, and kills their infant males. Till by two brethren, 
those two brethren call Moses and Aaron, sent from God to claim his people from enthrallment, they return with glory and spoil back to their promised land. But first the lawless tyrant who denies to know their God or message to regard must be compelled by signs and judgments dire. To blood unshed the rivers must be turned. Frogs, lice, and flies must all his palace fill with loathed intrusion and fill all the land. His cattle must of rot and murin die. Botches and blains must all his flesh emboss and all his people. Thunder mixed with hail, hail mixed with fire must rend the Egyptian sky and wheel on the earth, devouring where it rolls. What it devours not, herb or fruit or grain, a darksome cloud of locusts swarming down must eat, and on the ground leave nothing green. Darkness must overshadow all his bounds, palpable darkness, and blot out three days. Last, with one midnight stroke, all the firstborn of Egypt must lie dead. Thus, with ten wounds, this river dragon tamed at length submits, to let his sojourners depart, and oft humbles his stubborn heart, but still as ice more hardened after thaw, till in his rage pursuing whom he late dismissed, the sea swallows him with his host, but them lets pass as on dry land between two crystal walls, awed by the rod of Moses so to stand divided, till his rescued gain their shore. Such wondrous power God to his saint shall lend, though present to his angel, who shall go before them in a cloud and pillar of fire, to guide them in their journey, and remove behind them while the obdurant king pursues. All night he will pursue, but his approach darkness defends between till morning watch. Then through the fiery pillar and the cloud, God looking forth will trouble all his host and craze their chariot wheels. Then by command Moses once more his potent rod extends over the sea, and the sea his rod obeys. On their embattled ranks the waves return and overwhelm their war. The race elect safe towards Canaan from the shore advance through the wild desert, not the readiest way, least entering on the Canaanite alarmed, war terrify them inexpert, and fear return them back to Egypt, choosing rather inglorious life with servitude, for life to noble and ignoble is more sweet untrained in arms, where rashness leads not on. This also shall they gain by their delay in the wide wilderness. There they shall found their government, and their great senate choose through the twelve tribes to rule by laws ordained. God from the mount of Sinai, whose gray top shall tremble, he descending, will himself in thunder, lightning, and loud trumpets sound ordain them laws. Part such as appertain to civil justice, part religious rites of sacrifice, informing them by types and shadows of that destined seed to bruise the serpent, by what means he shall achieve mankind's deliverance. But the voice of God to mortal ear is dreadful. They beseech that Moses might report to them his will, and terror cease. He grants them their desire, instructed that to God is no access without mediator, whose high office now Moses in figure bears, to introduce one greater, of whose day he shall foretell, and all the prophets in their age the times of great Messiah shall sing. Thus laws and right established, such delight hath God in man obedient to his will, that he vouchsafes among them to set up his tabernacle, 
the Holy One, with mortal men to dwell. By his prescript a sanctuary is framed, of cedar overlaid with gold, therein an ark, and in this ark his testimony, the records of his covenant, over these a mercy seat of gold, between the wings of two bright cherubim, before him burn seven lamps, as in a zodiac representing the heavenly fires. Over the tent a cloud shall rest by day, a fiery gleam by night, save when they journey, and at length they come, conducted by his angel, to the land promised to Abraham and his seed. The rest were long to tell, how many battles fought, how many kings destroyed, and kingdoms won, or how the sun shall in mid-heaven stand still an entire day, and night's due course abjourn, man's voice commanding, Sun in Gibeon stand, and thou moon in the vale of Ajalon, till Israel overcome. So call the third from Abraham, son of Isaac, and from him his whole descent, who shall thus Canaan win. Here Adam interposed. O sent from heaven, enlightener of my darkness, gracious things thou hast revealed, those chiefly which concern just Abraham and his seed. Now first I find my eyes true opening, and my heart much eased, erewhile perplexed with thoughts, what would become of me and all mankind. But now I see his day, in whom all nations shall be blessed, favor unmerited by me, who sought forbidden knowledge by forbidden means. And yet I apprehend not why to those among whom God will deign to dwell on earth so many and so various laws are given. So many laws argue so many sins among them. How can God with such reside? To whom thus Michael? Doubt not, but that sin will reign among them, as of thee begot, and therefore was law given them to evince their natural pravity, by stirring up sin against law to fight, that when they see law can discover sin, but not remove, save by those shadowy expiations weak, the blood of bulls and goats, they may conclude some blood more precious must be paid for man, just for unjust, that in such righteousness, to them by faith imputed, they may find justification toward God, and peace of conscience, which the law by ceremonies cannot appease, nor man the moral part perform, and not performing cannot live. So law appears imperfect, and but given with purpose to resign them in full time up to a better covenant, disciplined, from shadowy types of truth, from flesh to spirit, from imposition of strict laws to free acceptance of large grace, from servile fear to filial, works of law to works of faith. And therefore shall not Moses, though of God highly beloved, being but the minister of law, his people into Canaan lead? But Joshua, whom the Gentiles Jesus call, his name and office-bearing, who shall quell the adversary separate, and bring back through the world's wilderness long-wandered man, safe to eternal paradise of rest. Meanwhile they in their earthly Canaan placed long time shall dwell and prosper, but when sins national interrupt their public peace, provoking God to raise them enemies, from whom as oft he saves them penitent by judges first and then under kings, of whom the second, both for piety renowned and puissant deeds, a promise shall receive irrevocable, that his regal throne for ever shall endure, the like shall sing all prophecy, that of the royal stock of David, 
so I name this king, shall rise a son, the woman's seed, to thee foretold, foretold to Abraham, as in whom shall trust all nations, and to kings foretold, of kings the last, for of his reign shall be no end. But first a long succession must ensue, and his next son for wealth and wisdom famed, the clouded ark of God till then intense wandering shall in a glorious temple enshrine. Such follow him, as shall be registered, part good, part bad, of bad the longer scroll, whose foul idolatries and other faults, heaped to the popular sum, will so incense God as to leave them and expose their land, their city, his temple, and his holy ark, with all his sacred things, a scorn and prey to that proud city, whose high walls thou sawest left in confusion, Babylon thence called. There in captivity he lets them dwell, the space of seventy years, then brings them back, remembering mercy and his covenant sworn to David, established as the days of heaven, returned from Babylon by leave of kings, their lords, whom God disposed, the house of God they first re-edify, and for a while in mean estate live moderate, till grown in wealth and multitude, factious they grow. But first among the priests dissension springs, men who attend the altar, and should most endeavor peace. Their strife pollution brings upon the temple itself. At last they seize the scepter, and regard not David's sons, then lose it to a stranger, that the true anointed king Messiah might be born, barred of his right. Yet at his birth a star, unseen before in heaven, proclaims him come, and guides the eastern sages who inquire his place to offer incense, myrrh, and gold. His place of birth a solemn angel tells to simple shepherds, keeping watch by night. They gladly thither haste, and by a choir of squadroned angels hear his carol sung. A virgin is his mother, but his sire the power of the Most High. He shall ascend the throne hereditary, and bound his reign with earth's wide bounds, his glory with the heavens. He ceased, discerning Adam with such joy surcharged, as had like grief been dewed in tears, without the vent of words which these he breathed. O prophet of glad tidings, finisher of utmost hope, now clear I understand what oft my steadiest thoughts have searched in vain, why our great expectation should be called the seed of woman. Virgin mother, hail, high in the love of heaven, yet from my loins thou shalt proceed, and from the womb the Son of God most high. So God with man unites. Needs must the serpent now his capital bruise expect with mortal pain. Say where and when their fight, what stroke shall bruise the victor's heel? To whom thus Michael? Dream not of their fight, as of a duel, or the local wounds of head or heel. Not therefore joins the sun manhood to Godhead, with more strength to foil thy enemy. Nor so is overcome Satan, whose fall from heaven a deadlier bruise disabled not to give thee thy death's wound which he who comes, thy Saviour, shall recure, not by destroying Satan, but his works in thee and in thy seed. Nor can this be, but by fulfilling that which thou didst want, obedience to the law of God, imposed on penalty of death, 
and suffering death the penalty of thy transgression due, and due to theirs which out of thine will grow. So only can high justice rest apaid. The law of God exact he shall fulfill, both by obedience and by love, though love alone fulfill the law. Thy punishment he shall endure by coming in the flesh to a reproachful life and cursed death, proclaiming life to all who shall believe in his redemption, and that his obedience imputed becomes theirs by faith, his merits to save them, not their own, though legal works. For this he shall live hated, be blasphemed, seized on by force, judged, and to death condemned, a shameful and accursed, nailed to the cross by his own nation, slain for bringing life. But to the cross he nails thine enemies, the law that is against thee, and the sins of all mankind, with him there crucified, never to hurt them more, who rightly trust in his satisfaction. So he dies, but soon revives. Death over him no power shall long usurp. Ere the third dawning light return, the stars of morn shall see him rise out of his grave, fresh as the dawning light thy ransom paid, which man from death redeems his death for man. As many as offered life neglect not, and the benefit embrace by faith, not void of works. This godlike act annuls thy doom, the death thou shouldst have died, in sin for ever lost from life. This act shall bruise the head of Satan, crush his strength, defeating sin and death, his two main arms, and fix far deeper in his head their stings, when temporal death shall bruise the victor's heel, or theirs whom he redeems, a death like sleep, a gentle wafting to immortal life. Nor after resurrection shall he stay longer on earth than certain times to appear to his disciples, men who in his life still followed him. To them shall leave in charge to teach all nations what of him they learned, and his salvation them who shall believe baptizing in the profluent stream, the sign of washing them from guilt of sin to life, pure, and in mind prepared if so befall for death, like that which the Redeemer died. All nations they shall teach, for from that day not only to the sons of Abraham's loins salvation shall be preached, but to the sons of Abraham's faith, wherever through the world. So in his seed all nations shall be blessed. Then to the heaven of heavens he shall ascend with victory, triumphing through the air over his foes and thine. There shall surprise the serpent, prince of air, and drag in chains through all his realm, and there confounded leave. Then enter into glory, and resume his seat at God's right hand, exalted high above all names in heaven. And thence shall come when this world's dissolution shall be ripe, with glory and power to judge both quick and dead, to judge the unfaithful dead, but to reward his faithful, and receive them into bliss, whether in heaven or earth, for then and earth shall be paradise, far happier place than this of Eden, and far happier days. So spake the archangel Michael, then paused, as at the world's great period, and our sire, replete with joy and wonder, thus replied, O goodness infinite, goodness immense! that all this good of evil shall produce, and evil turn to good. 
more wonderful than that which by creation first brought forth light out of darkness full of doubt i stand whether i should repent me now of sin by me done and occasioned or rejoice much more that much more good therefore shall spring to god more glory more good will to men from god and over wrath grace shall abound but say if our deliverer up to heaven must reascend what shall betide the few his faithful left among the unfaithful herd the enemies of truth who then shall guide his people who defend will they not deal worse with his followers than with him they dealt be sure they will said the angel but from heaven he to his own a comforter shall send the promise of the father who shall dwell his spirit within him and the law of faith working through love upon their hearts shall write to guide them in all truth and also arm with spiritual armor able to resist satan's assaults and quench the fiery darts what man can do against them not afraid though to the death against such cruelties with inward consolations recompensed and oft supported so as shall amaze their proudest persecutors for the spirit powered first on his apostles whom he sends to evangelize the nations then on all baptized shall them with wondrous gifts endue to speak all tongues and to do all miracles as did their lord before them thus they win great numbers of each nation to receive with joy the tidings brought from heaven at length their ministry performed and race well run their doctrine and their story written left they die but in their room as they forewarn wolves shall succeed for teachers grievous wolves who all the sacred mysteries of heaven to their own vile advantages shall turn of lucre and ambition and the truth with superstitions and traditions taint left only in those written records pure though not but by the spirit understood then shall they seek to avail themselves of names places and titles and with these to join secular power though feigning still to act by spiritual to themselves appropriating the spirit of god promised alike and given to all believers and from that pretense spiritual laws by carnal power shall force on every conscience laws which none shall find left them enrolled or what the spirit within shall on the heart engrave what will they then but force the spirit of grace itself and bind his consort liberty what but unbuild his living temples built by faith to stand their own faith not another's for on earth who against faith and conscience can be heard infallible yet many will presume whence heavy persecution shall rise on all who in the worship persevere of spirit and truth the rest far greater apart will deem in outward rites and specious forms religion satisfied truth shall retire bestruck with slanderous darts and works of faith rarely to be found so shall the world go on to good malignant to bad men benign under her own weight groaning to the day appear of respiration to the just and vengeance to the wicked at return of him so lately promised to thy aid the woman's seed obscurely then foretold now amply are known thy saviour and thy lord last in the clouds from heaven to be revealed in glory of the father to dissolve satan with his perverted world then raise from the conflagrant mass purged and refined new heavens new earth ages of endless date founded in righteousness and peace and love 
to bring forth fruits joy and eternal bliss. He ended, and thus Adam last replied, How soon hath thy prediction, seer blessed, measured this transient world, the race of time, till time stand fixed? Beyond is all abyss, eternity, whose end no eye can reach. Greatly instructed, I shall hence depart, greatly in peace of thought, and have my fill of knowledge, what this vessel can contain, beyond which was my folly to aspire. Henceforth I learn that to obey is best, and love with fear the only God, to walk as in his presence, ever to observe his providence, and on him soul depend, merciful over all his works, with good still overcoming evil, and by small accomplishing great things, by things deemed weak, subverting the worldly strong, and worldly wise by simply meek, that suffering for truth's sake is fortitude to highest victory, and to the faithful death the gates of life. Taught this by his example, whom I now acknowledge my Redeemer, ever blessed. To whom thus also the angel last replied, This having learnt, thou hast attained the sum of wisdom. Hope no higher, though all the stars thou knewest by name, and all the ethereal powers, all secrets of the deep, all nature's works, or works of God in heaven, air, earth, or sea, and all the riches of this world enjoyst, and all the rule, one empire. Only add deeds to thy knowledge answerable, add faith, add virtue, patience, temperance, add love, by name to come called charity, the soul of all the rest. Then wilt thou not be loath to leave this paradise, but shall possess a paradise within thee, happier far. Let us descend now, therefore, from this top of speculation, for the hour precise exacts our parting hence, and see the guards, by me encamped on yonder hill, expect their motion, at whose front a flaming sword in signal of remove, waves fiercely round. We may no longer stay. Go, waken Eve. Her also I will gentle dreams have calmed, portending good, and all her spirits composed to meek submission. Thou, at season fit, let her with thee partake what thou hast learned. Chiefly, what may concern her faith to know the great deliverance by her seed to come, for by the woman's seed on all mankind, that ye may live, which will be many days, both in one faith unanimous, though sad, which cause for evils past, yet much more cheered with meditation on the happy end. He ended, and they both descend the hill. Descended Adam to the bower where Eve lay sleeping ran before, but found her waked, and thus with words not sad she him received. Whence thou returnest, and whither wentest, I know, for God is also in sleep, and dreams advise, which he hath sent propitious, some great good presaging, since with sorrow and heart's distress wearied I fell asleep. But now lead on, in me is no delay, with thee to go is to stay here, without thee here to stay is to go hence unwilling. Thou to me art all things under heaven, all places thou, who for my willful crime art banished hence. This further consolation yet secure I carry hence, though all by me is lost, such favour I unworthy am vouchsafed, by me the promised seed, 
shall all restore. So spake our mother Eve, and Adam heard, well pleased, but answered not. For now too nigh the archangel stood, and from the other hill, to their fixed station, all in bright array, the cherubim descended. On the ground, gliding meteorous, as evening mist risen from a river o'er the marish glides, and gathers ground fast to the laborer's heel, homeward returning. High in front advanced the brandished sword of God, before them blazed fierce as a comet, which with torrid heat and vapor as the Libyan air adust began to parch that temperate clime, whereat, in either hand, the hastening angel caught our lingering parents, and to the eastern gate let them direct and down the cliff as fast to the subjected plain, then disappeared. They looking back, all the eastern side beheld of paradise, so late their happy seat, waved over by that flaming brand, the gate with some dreadful faces thronged and fiery arms. Some natural tears they dropped, but wiped them soon. The world was all before them, where to choose their place of rest, and providence their guide. They, hand in hand, with wandering steps and slow, through Eden, took their solitary way. End of Book Ten Part Two End of Paradise Lost